I, I have one of the exercises actually in my book about finding your worth and finding your value. And mm. one of the exercises is to think about something that you absolutely love to do. Um, for me, it's like walking on the beach with my partner and our dog. And I, and I get my clients to think about, or in the book, how much would someone have to pay you to take that activity away from you for one day? Mm. So you can't do that one thing that you love to do. Maybe it's read your kid's bedtime story or you know something like that, right? How much would someone have to pay you to take that time, that hour away from your day and for you to still feel energetically in alignment with that? Mm. That's an indicator as to you know whether you're being paid what you're worth. Hi, and welcome to episode 50 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to unlock your brand story to supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we absolutely believe in the power of telling stories, not only to learn and connect, but also to build business relationships and drive sales. Today, I'm looking at second chances. As my guest this week, Juliet Lever, has built her business around them. After turning her life around and totally transforming who she was, Juliet now coaches others on how to let go of the past and renew their life. Her book, Relaunch My Life, shares the story of her own personal journey and it's also a reference manual for her and her clients as she guides them through their own transformational journeys. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Juliet talks about getting a second chance at life, the power of story to connect with people and the harsh reality of going from a six-figure salary to starting a small business. This is Juliet's version of Be The Drop. Thank you so much, Juliet. It's so exciting to have you here for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, to get the ball rolling, you've got your item of significance and that's something that connects you with your community. So if you could explain what that is, please. Yes, I've brought my book, Relaunch My Life, along with me today uh, because literally it is what connects me, my story and my voice to my community. And all of the clients that I work with, all the ladies that come to my retreats and the people that you know connect with me, it's a beautiful way for them to understand my philosophy, my journey, but also for them to have takeaways that can really help them in their life where they're at. Yeah, great. Mm. So you've touched a little bit then on your journey, your story, and how that connects you with your community. Mm. Perhaps you can just tell us, oh, this is a challenge, <laughs> a summary version of, you know, what, how the book came about. Oh, well, the book came about because I found myself repeating the same answers to questions, getting the same questions over and over and over, and I really felt like it was something that was being called from the women that I worked with that they wanted to know the deeper details of what I'd actually gone through. And mm. I think, uh, you know, if you're quite a positive future focused person, you tend to not want to really talk about the past, but people were curious. How did I turn my life around so quickly? How did I get the courage to quit my corporate job and leave my husband and, you know, make all these big decisions in the space of 12 months time and mm. and completely transform who I was and people saw it from the sidelines and they wanted to know what was going on beneath the surface I think yeah. and so yeah that that's where it came from and I love to write so uh, I write 
a regular blog and um, yeah, it felt like the right thing to do. There's a lot of um, vulnerability in that process though, like, you know, digging deep and unpeeling those layers. Yeah. You, you know, how do you approach that? Huh, uh, I, I realise that I can be of most service to the world and the people that I work with when I am standing in my truth and who I really am. And if mm. I'm letting fears and, you know, insecurities hold me back, mm. I am like less effective in life and I'm less able to sort of rise up to the occasions and the opportunities that are mm. here for us all. So, yeah, I, I believe that um, part of my transformation is in sharing that message and inspiring others that they can make big changes in their life and feel so much better as yeah. a result. Yeah. As far as your community goes, how do you use that story then, your story, to connect with your community? Wow. Uh, <laughs> great question. I, I, I love social media and mm -hmm. I love doing Facebook lives and in like different Facebook groups that I have as well. It's really beautiful for me to be able to refer back to the book and specifically one of the sections in it on, um, you know, reconnecting to your soul. And there's an activity within the book that I can guide people towards that may come up in something that I'm educating my community on yeah. at um, the retreat, the women's retreat that I ran last weekend. We went through through a couple of the processes in the book together as a group and that was really powerful because for the women who had read it on their own they got to experience the processes with a group and, and experience what other women were going through mm. when they had that so it's a really beautiful way of having a an external item that can be used to create a bond within a group yeah. be it over the internet or in person yeah so, mm. and so you mentioned then you know you're really active on social media um you know, obviously that's a digital platform and there is that degree of separation mm. in that space. But what you're talking about is very connected communication and very human engagement. Mm. How do you use that platform or those platforms to create that human engagement? Yeah, great question. Facebook is a godsend literally to my business and Instagram. It's a way of being in you know, my community's hand and mm. they're holding it in their hand and maybe distracted by things that, that are surface level. And then when they come across something from mine, you know, that they're promised to, to be able to connect to themselves or to something authentic. And that's really yeah. what I pride myself on. And so I, I love providing like little thought provoking moments, be it, um, you know, a, a, a video that shared something quite intimate from my life and then getting the people that are watching it to consider how it may be playing out in their life as well. Mm. Uh, but also in my like closed groups as well, um, that, that fosters more of an opportunity for people to be pretty raw and open in, in response to what I've then shared as yeah, well. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, um, it, it's a really amazing platform and I think a lot of people are negative about it and that it's disconnecting people, but I think it's an opportunity for us to be more creative and think about, well, how can we actually leverage this to foster deeper connection? Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. And so going back a step though, you know, and you've, you've gone on a business journey, well, no, you've gone on a life journey really mm -hmm. and, and had a big change and, you know, as your book says, you relaunched your life mm -hmm. and started a business. How did you go about, you know, you've created a community, you're active on social media, but how did you go about then converting that into clients? Mm. Well, it was really natural. And I think that's always a promising thing. You know, mm. the, the things that people are asking you for help with yeah. or the things that you light up inside to do, uh, allow your, like I really say to my clients as well, like allow yourself to value 
what that is that yeah. you bring to the world enough to let people pay you for it. Because what I've found is that when we don't, um, the world misses out because what, what people do is they stop then offering that service because mm. energetically there's just not enough to go around or people feel guilty if you're giving them amazing service for free. Mm. So give people the gift of being able to pay you what you're worth and then yeah. they're more likely to um, respond and then you can grow from there. Yeah, mm. which is great. And I, I like that focus though that you've talked about, you know, monetization and looking yeah. at your business models first because often, you know, and, and you mentioned this a bit, you know, people focus on the creative side, but I also think there's a challenge and a blocker in understanding and charging that value and yes. knowing your worth and going having the confidence and a number of guests I've talked about is imposter syndrome, you know, mm. feeling that the value and the right to charge it. Mm. Is that something you come across as well? Oh, in my journey, definitely. I think, mm. uh, I think that, that there's an authenticity to, to checking in and checking, am I in alignment with what I'm charging? And am I, you know, is it, I have one of the exercises actually in my book about finding your worth and finding your value. And mm. one of the exercises is to think about something that you absolutely love to do. Um, for me, it's like walking on the beach with my partner and our dog. And I, and I get my clients to think about, or in the book, how much would someone have to pay you to take that activity away from you for one day? Mm. So you can't do that one thing that you love to do. Maybe it's read your kid's bedtime story or, you know, something like that, right? How much would someone have to pay you to take that time, that hour away from your day and for you to still feel energetically in alignment with that? Mm. That's an indicator as to, you know, whether you're being paid what you're worth. And, mm. and yeah, there's lots. And I think especially women, like we do attach our value and worth and money is such an interesting thing, but it's literally just energy. Is there sort of a key driver in your, you know, how you how you share those messages, how you and you know, how are you helping to motivate, inspire people? And how do you help them understand the value of that? I'm really fascinated in like, what are all the pieces that bring together everyone's individual puzzles of their mm. life? And also putting together that puzzle, not from a place of lack or like, oh, I have to complete this, or I have to figure out why I was born or what it is that helps me thrive because there's something wrong with me more from a place of self-acceptance of where you're at and curiosity about, you know, well, what else is there on this mm. path? So I think a lot of the self-development and self-help industry is beautiful because it raises people's awareness on strategies to improve their life. But what I feel it does in some degree is make people feel not enough or not worthy. And that's perpetuating yeah. the underlying issues. So yeah. it's about like, you're perfect exactly as you are you know, have you considered this? And mm. could you be curious about that? And just being open in that in that space. And I think that's really what I try and encourage. So for you, do you use story in connecting with your community? Ah, well, yes. And I, I, I talk a lot about myself only because it's the only um, perspective I can give. Mm. And I, I really am very, you know, confidential about my clients. I share a few different client stories, but I've, you know, changed their names and things like that because I provide such a space of, you know, unconditional love and support and people will share things that they've, you know, never shared with anyone. And so mm. definitely encourage a space of that, but I go first, you know, I think you can only expect someone to be as vulnerable with you if you're also doing the same. Yeah. So yeah, I think, um, I think I definitely like including stories and I think it makes yeah. life much more interesting. So, yeah, well, yeah. And for your book, I assume, it, you know, that's quite a fundamental part of what it's, it's about your life. Well, it's so fascinating because literally three and a half years ago, my story is all I had. I'd lost my husband, I'd lost my job, I had hardly any money. 
And I was like, well, shit, what am I going to do? Sorry, I swore. <laughs> um, and I thought, you know, well, I could apply for another job. But it's going to be same stuff, different mm. place. Like, I feel like there's something in this. And so yeah. my business relaunch my life was started when it was like, well, there's nothing else but sort of take two. I'm yeah. going to do this life thing all yeah. over again. And literally, it's like I've had a second chance at life. And so yeah. that story is literally all I had. Yeah. It, it was... It was from that that this has all come. Yeah, so you've so. built your business on it. Yeah. And so you've mentioned Facebook Live a couple of times. Yeah. Has that been something that's really been powerful for you? Totally. Yeah, mm. I think uh, it's cool when you do your Facebook Live and people jump on and they can ask you questions and there's engagement. Mm. And I think it's sort of like talking to a live audience and yeah. that's really fun. And then uh, in the private groups doing the Facebook Lives, it's a really beautiful intimate space, but it's also like right then and there, I've tried running, um, I tried actually running some meetups and conferences and, and yoga initially on a webinar series. And it's just too hard for people to get the logins and get it all set up. Whereas Facebook yeah. Live, oh, I'm on Facebook, Juliet's doing yoga class. One of the girls in the first week said she had her phone on one hand and the yoga class came up and she had a bottle of wine in her other and she was just about to crack open the lid and pour herself a glass of wine. And she saw the Facebook Live of yoga come up and she's like, I need to do yoga right now. I don't need to drink any wine. And she put the wine away and she came and did yoga. So that was a win for me. Yeah. So, and yeah. that's immediate impact, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So but if she'd had to log on to a webinar, that would have been stressful and be like, oh, too hard. I'm going to go to the wine. Yeah. So, so with your focus and you, you know, were talking about initially in those, in that first year or so, it was like, you've got to do more and you've got to do mm. more and, you know, trying to build. In that stage, was your focus more on building your business and building your business offerings or on your community and how did you juggle those two things? Totally honestly in the first initial stages my focus was on earning money because yeah. I had gone from a six-figure salary getting paid the same amount every fortnight no matter if I was in a good mood or not you know like anything yeah. like that it, it was all of a sudden in the reality of having my own business which was something I'd never had before mm. and so I pushed myself so hard because I was petrified of not being able to pay my bills and not being able to to work that way and it's interesting because I've noticed a few people that get say redundancies or payouts or things like that and I am so grateful that that wasn't the case for me because that push to actually I have to make this work. It was like there was no other option. Mm. And taking out all other options forced me to focus. And that focus in the yeah. first 12 months, especially in my business, was so powerful. Mm. So, uh, and then once I got to a point where financially I was feeling comfortable, it started being, okay, how can I add more value? How can I really serve these mm. people? And what are they asking for? And starting to really respond to that. So, yeah. but I was just super busy with client sessions and, and I had an office space as well that was costing quite a lot of money. Mm. And, um, and that was when after about six months I took my business online and that's when things really financially stepped up for me. So online yeah. has just been a huge a huge opportunity and yeah and that's why I think it's you know forced me to think about how to create my community online because I'd work with people all over the world so I have to do things universally otherwise I'm not servicing my client in Iceland who mm. gets up at 7 a.m. to do my meditation class at yeah. 8 o'clock here so yeah. it's time difference so. yeah yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But so for you then, you know, you said you'd never go back there. So what is that key motivator then that keeps you doing it? Oh, not having to work in an office ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and being able to make my own decisions, you know. Uh, I love that. If, if something changes, I can say, 
this is what's happening now and yeah. and I can really go with what feels right for me. I don't have to check with someone yeah. and then get an answer that I'm not in alignment with and then have to deliver that answer. Just, ugh, yeah. I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm too authentic now, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't work. So. Well, and that comes back to that values and being mm. very clear and knowing yeah. that. So then if it's outside of that, you, you get to say no. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining me. In conclusion, though, could you share with me Juliet's Be The Drop tip? So that's your top communication tip. Mm. Uh, any communication is better than no communication. So even if you don't have the most perfect studio or airbrushed look, or even if you don't know exactly what you're going to say, like just get on Facebook Live and talk to your audience and connect. Yeah. Um, authenticity and communication. I had some of the best reviewed Facebook Lives and the most shared and the ones where I've got the most clients or people interested in my workshops or retreats have come from when I've had like no makeup on and just taught a yoga class and shared something really authentic. So mm. yeah, any communication is better than no. And you know, when you do post things or publish things, you will get you will get feedback. Like put mm. things out there and it doesn't have to be perfect. And no. sometimes the imperfection is actually good. So. Yeah. Oh, mm. I like that. Embrace your imperfection. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's cool. been a pleasure. Cool. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time. Mm-hmm.